Om. Hello and welcome to It's All Right Here, the podcast series where I share short and sweet tips, strategies, and practices to help you live your very best life. If you stick around long enough, you will build a toolbox full of all things good for you, all here to help you rise into your next best and highest evolution. I'm your host, Britt B. Steele, and I have spent the last 25 years doing my very best to live my most optimal life and to help women do the same. So without further ado, let's get started. In today's episode, I'm sharing five of the ways that you can live your yoga. Now, if you're thinking, wait a minute, I don't even have a yoga mat. I don't do yoga. Never mind. Living your yoga is a whole other thing. And when I talk about living your yoga, what I'm talking about is how you can live your life in alignment. As if to say that your thoughts, your words, your actions, your values, and your highest aspirations are all lined up and going in the same direction. And so I hope today's episode gives you a little bit of insight into one of the ways, or five of the ways rather, that you can bring your whole life into more integrity and into more happiness, essentially. So with that, let's get right on into it, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, this is Britt B. Steele, and I'd like to share with you five of my favorite tips for living my yoga. And I'd like to begin by starting with a disclaimer and saying that whether or not you have a yoga practice currently that is uh, an integral part of your life is quite irrelevant to living one's yoga. For living one's yoga has everything to do with feeling that there's an alignment that what I have to offer in the world has meaning and purpose, and that my thoughts and feelings and day-to-day actions and the expression of my energy is all in alignment. It's yoked together, it's tethered together somehow, so that my dharma, my highest purpose for being here, uh, is being represented in the choices that I'm making throughout the day. So if you don't currently have a yoga practice, that's okay. And if you have a super powerful Uh, regulated practice day by day that is profoundly impacting your life, then that's wonderful too. Either of those places are a perfect place to begin to live your yoga and to take what you're doing across the board and bring it into a greater potentiality, into a greater expression of integration and good things on the planet. So that being said, the first tip that I'll offer you is to align yourself with nature So I first look to the five elements, pancha, maha, bhutas, earth, water, fire, air, and ether, or space. And everything comes from space and returns to space, just like we do. We come from the subtle, we move through our physical form in our lives, and then at some point we return to the subtle. We sometimes say from dust to dust. So in that way, I look at how earth is the greatest form, 
water has uh, slightly more uh, boundaryless expression of form, fire considerably less formless, air we cannot see, we can only see what it is affecting, and then ether we can't see at all, or space we can't see at all. So everything comes from the subtle, moves into form, and returns to the subtle. And this is important because it helps me look at my life and say, okay, where in my life is something coming from the subtle and coming into form? What's coming? Both the things that I love and I'm excited about and also the things that I feel are coming that I might fear or deny or ignore. And then on the flip side of that, the practice of aligning myself with nature is recognizing that everything that is form is in form is impermanent. And so at some point along this journey, it will return to the subtle. It will come from the form and return to the formless. So this helps me because there's a mantra that I like to practice, which is come, 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 go, go, go. Very simply, I do my very best to open my heart and to let everything that comes to me to be perceived through the lens of sacredness as, it's, as a blessing, and then everything that's leaving my life to open my heart and arms and say, oh, it's time for you to go, I open the door and I release you. And in that way, I have less resistance and less suffering in my own life. So that alignment with nature, physical form, water form, fire form, air form, and space, those five elements, the Panchamahabhutas, inform so much of my life. The second of which that I would offer up is having a morning ritual. And a morning ritual for me is connecting to a steady body and to a steady mind we call it kaya this steadfast body, where I arise in the morning with the sun or before the sun, ideally, and I enter into my day with the same steady brilliance that the sun comes onto the planet. So my rituals include making tea and drinking tea, being quiet during that time, uh, some very gentle movement. This is not my uh, physical practice. This is just gentle movement to inform me about what's happening in my body. And then also offering both a blessing to all those in my life that might uh, be in need of blessing and also offering and offering up gratitude for all that is in my life as it is for all that comes to me is blessing and is worthy of gratitude. And then again, I look to nature. I will very frequently look outside and notice which of the five elements is the most active and then call forth that information from the elements back into my life to say, wow, the winds are really high. I notice it's super windy out today. What does that mean to me in terms of how I'm going to ground myself? Or everything feels really thick and wet and heavy and dark. What am I going to do to lighten my load? What am I going to do to feel inspired today? And that all comes in my morning ritual, the second of my five live your yoga tips. The third is to eat seasonally. I look to Ayurveda and I look at what's happening in terms of the foods that are available. And so farmer's markets uh, are a great way to not even have to think about it. What's showing up at the farmer's market is generally what's in season. So I'm looking at what are those qualities of those five elements again? What foods are presenting themselves to me 
to be consumed in alignment with the seasons? And then how do I take the qualities of the food, look to the quality of the food and infuse that to both inform what's happening in my life and also to medicate me so that I can adjust and shift what's happening within me internally. So an example I might give is if I wake up and I'm feeling very heavy and thick and stuck, I'm not going to choose a heavy, thick, sticky food such as oatmeal as my breakfast. Instead, I'm going to choose a light seasonal fruit and some green tea, for example, to inspire and to awaken me. On the flip side, if I wake up and I'm anxious, I feel agitated, or I feel lightheaded or ungrounded, I'm going to go for that grounding, rooting, solid, thick, heavy food such as oatmeal because it's going to balance what's happening in my body. So eating seasonally is looking at the five elements again and also just recognizing that there are foods that are being produced by nature that are manifestations of those five elements in form that show up in our farmer's markets, in our grocery stores, and uh, they provide for us a medicine for what's happening in our lives to help bring us into greater balance. The fourth is to move my body. The two ways I do this are to get to the yoga mat and to offer myself a strong, steady, powerful practice. Uh, Powerful doesn't necessarily mean it's fast. It also doesn't necessarily mean that there's even much movement in it. Power can be very subtle as well. For Everything comes from the subtle, moves into the physical form, and returns to the subtle. Sometimes it's the music that I play on the days I use music. Sometimes it's poetry. Sometimes it's breathing practices, pranayama practices, meditation practices, long, slow, steady holds. Other days it's much more active. So I'm just constantly looking at how I can move my body on the mat and use that to inform what's happening in my life. The second piece of that uh, is I like to get outside because once again, I find that Mother Nature is the greatest healer and she knows what she's doing. She knows what's up. So she (laughs) provides teachings and medicine and lessons for me in everything that's happening. I go for a walk, I see something blooming and I say to myself, how does that show up in my life? What in my life is coming into bloom, into blossom? Or it's autumn time and the leaves are falling and everything's turning brown and gray and dying. And I think, okay, what's asking to be released in my life? So that moving in nature, that aligning myself with nature, going for a walk, going for a hike, not for the sake of exercising, but for the sake of integrating myself with the forces of nature are what I strive to do in that fourth point of living my yoga. And the fifth is encompassed in and through and surrounds all of these other elements, and that's to practice Svadhyaya. Svadhyaya is what I call, or what is referred to as self-study. It's about letting everything that's happening, when I get agitated, when I feel tired, when I feel puffy, when I feel like my dreams are making me anxious, when I feel like I have a short fuse, when I feel um, like my needs aren't being met or my boundaries are being uh, crossed or whatever is happening, I look at those things and I look at what I'm doing that's contributing to that. And if it's something that's uh, laying a solid foundation for me, once again, to circle back to 
How is it that my thoughts and actions and feelings and my expression of energy in the world are aligning so I can do good things on the planet? Then I look at what I'm doing to manifest as such, and I choose to do more of that. And the flip side of that is if I find that the way that my thoughts and actions and feelings and expression of energy are not offering good to the world, to myself or to others, then I look at what I'm doing in my life that might be contributing to that. And I seek to consistently fill my life with the higher things so that which I don't need or isn't serving me doesn't have to be pushed out. I don't have to stop doing this and stop doing that and stop doing this other thing. But instead, that which isn't serving me just simply begins to fall away as I fill my life with the higher things. So I'll leave you with a mantra that moves me day in and day out, and that is bhavam bhavati. As you worship, so you become. As you devote your time and your energy and your life force, so you become. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for taking in these five tips to living your yoga. Until next time, namaste. If you like this episode, head on over to BritBSteel.com forward slash 108 for a corresponding handout, particularly if you are one of those who learns best by reading and seeing it in print. There you will also find additional free resources to help you live your best life. Please also subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and favorite social media channels so together we can help those we love also rise into their best and next highest evolutions. Again, this is Britt B. Steele, and you've been listening to It's All Right Here. Thank you, and have a sweet day. Om. Oh.